0: Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. If you have found this podcast uh, on YouTube or one of the podcast apps or anywhere else. We thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, This is the podcast that is dedicated to all things night vision, uh, thermal imaging, night hunting, coyote, hog hunting, you name it. On the show, we're going to talk about it. And this week's show is going to be no different. Uh, I am Jason Robertson. I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy. Uh, We are a full-time thermal and night vision dealer. And... I have got my co-host who sits here every week and uh, is uh, somehow named himself to be the executive producer of this show. And I don't know what that title means, but I, I'd like to fire him. But I think that title is pretty big, so I don't know if that's a uh, I don't know if I can fire him. I might have to like you know take some kind of vote or something. I'm not sure. But uh, Mr. Hans from the Hans East Texas yeah. YouTube channel, how are you, sir?
1: That title means you can give yourself a raise anytime you want to. You know that, right? So well, you have the power. I don't do like that. that. I don't
0: like that. It's <laughs> just Don't it, add any zeros to the end. That's yeah, what I you don't just,
1: yeah. You just have to approve the budget every year. So I just kind of sneak in a raise somewhere and like, hey, we need exactly. more toilet paper for the studio or something. I, you know, I'll, $10, I'll tell you what. You
0: can, <laughs> y- you can get uh, two more boxes of ammo. That's <laughs> there what. you go.
1: Well, it is good to be back again this week. I'm going to tell you um, – it is, uh, it has been hot hunting out there. I've had a lot of people talking about the pictures on Instagram where. I am a sweaty mess and dragging <laughs> hogs all over the place. And, you know, there's a picture of me and a hog and people say it looks like two, two sweaty hogs out. Two sweaty hogs. Up. But man, is, is it too soon to say it's ready for fall? You know, wearing a long sleeve shirt. It's not too soon for me. It is I'm, just I'm ready nasty. about May. So, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Down here in Texas, East Texas, we've had so much rain that a lot of people hadn't been able to, we hadn't been able to cut our fields here at my house uh just from all yeah. the rain and and there's a lot of people that have cut but a lot of places I'm hunting have not been cut so dragon hogs is tough dragon hogs and waist high grass is the worst i can't even and, and it's, you can't even see where you're going you can't see where you're going it's 95% humidity and it, you just hate life you're you're really wondering your your career paths at that point when you're out there uh it's not good no it's no. not good I,
0: I'll tell you what I've been suffering. i have I have not had many hogs uh, when it once it really got hot this mm. year. and I kind of think back, I think it kinda gets this way every year. and I know what part of the problem is. I say problem. it's a good thing. My fields aren't getting torn up, but yeah. I'd like to shoot some hogs. But then again, it's really hot and humid every night, but I have not had many. And I know what part of it is, uh, we were riding around my son and I checking for army worms and stuff in our pasture of the day. And, uh, my six year old little boy, goes, daddy, our corn feeder is knocked over and laying on the ground. We got to (laughs) go fix that. And I'm like, yeah, the cows got into it And uh, to be honest. I don't really want to go over there and fight the wasp nest, and Uh uh, so I do. I need to get the corn feeders back up and and get ready for for deer season, and as soon as I start running those feeders, I know that I'm going to draw those hogs up out of those bottoms, and Uh right now, they're laying low back in those hardwood bottoms and stuff where it's wetter, and uh, uh, I don't know. I'd like to say it's a little bit cooler, but. It doesn't feel cooler when I go back there, but at least maybe they're not in the sun. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is, I'm,
1: yeah, it, this is being recorded in August, uh, and I was out last night, and it <laughs> it feels like August <laughs> up here. It's, you it's know, it's bad. It's bad, but hey, we are happy to be back again this week. We've got um, we've got a couple of things that we're talking about. Uh, I, I want to invite everybody to hang on until the end of the show. So I. I uh, you know, I, this is a show where we talk a lot, talk about a lot of things. And, um, obviously we talk a lot about hunting or, you know, personal, a lot of personal stuff. We bring our, our wives and family on, but, uh, I had something really happen to me about 10 or 11 days ago that, uh changed my life. <laughs> and, and I don't wanna say that just flippantly. Uh I bet you didn't know I knew that word, but uh <laughs> but it's it is it has changed my life. It 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 has been something that uh I had I've had a lot of joy around <laughs> uh things that I've had a lot of struggle and pain around, um some sleepless nights. So I want to invite you. I know that y'all are like, what the heck is he talking about? What the everybody heck
0: right now just fast forwards to the end. I they know. skipped the um, whole show. But I want to
1: invite everybody to, to hang on to the end of the show uh, to hear what I have to say. Because uh, it's important. It's important for everybody out there that's doing what we're doing. Uh, it seems like I've had a lot of things happen. Yeah, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff for the last... I don't know a couple of years I've had some eye problems. Jason knows about all the struggles that I have <laughs> that I've had to deal with and um, and a lot
0: of this all stems from hunting too much. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I don't think so, but it's just I do. Just, I do.
0: Looking through thermal scopes is no, burning his eyes out. No. That that's my excuse. No. I don't think the doctor thinks so, but no. you know, I stayed at a holiday in Express.
1: Exactly, so. exactly. Well, anyway, stay tuned, but what we're going to talk yep. about right now and it, it this is something that I don't think we've really ever Formally discussed, I think we've made some offhand comments about uh, this topic, but we're going to talk about what you see on social media and on the internet with video comparisons. And when we say video comparisons, it's usually side by side videos from two different optics, whether the optics are, are opposite uh, manufacturer brands or different manufacturer brands or you know the same manufacturer brands but different scopes. We're going to talk about all of that. And really, is that a good source of information? Because we have a lot to say. And I'm going to say, Jason, before I kick it over to you, when I see these, and it's, it's very common. It's rampant in the, in the Internet of people wanting to do. And, and I want to say, before we get into it, too, a lot of this is done just genuinely uh, because they want people to be able to see side-by-side video. There's not a lot of malice to it. Um, but also (laughs) there are some things that you need to keep in mind. So anyway, I'm rambling. I'm going to let Jason talk about video comparisons. And that is that something that you should rely on, uh, when you're making your decisions for thermal scopes.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing we want to do on this show, I think our regular listeners know, uh, this, if, if you're a new listener, you just, you know, surfed on here. I want to see what this is about and what we've got to say. Uh, we have tried our best for, uh, you know, we're 170 something episodes. So, you know, over three years of doing this show every week. And, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of scope reviews. Uh, we talk about a lot of, again, like Han said, personal stuff, our hunting stories, our, our whatever's going on. And I know sometimes that's boring to some people. Other people find it interesting. Uh, but we, we try to bring you information that we find that is uh, helpful, Uh, might help you at some point in your night hunting, uh, you know, experiences. And, uh, and that also revolves around, you know, purchasing scopes, making decisions, and, you know, uh, kind of our motto at Outdoor Legacy is, you know, taking the confusion out of night vision and thermal. And and we use, you know, the late night vision show is Hans and I try to do that. And we give this free information to people that we hope does help you. and so uh, that's that's what we want to talk about here. we We want to be sure that you know when you're doing your research online, which is a great place to to do research. I mean, you're you found us. I mean, you found the late night vision show. so we don't want to say everybody on the internet is bad except us. by yeah. no means. there's lots no. of uh, of great uh, information, a lot of uh, very experienced hunters and people who can give you a lot of good info. but you know, sometimes when you, you don't know something, you don't know if something is biased or, or true or being misrepresented or, you know, intentionally or accidentally or whatever. Right. And so right. we want to talk about these video comparisons. And I want to be clear on something. Um, Hans and I have done these ourselves. I mean, we have tried to compare optics, uh, even optics. I mean, very recently, um, we, we, you know, Hans put out a video uh, comparing uh, you know, just the upgraded model. So so two models like, you know, version one, version two. Mm-hmm. And it's just a simple, you know, side by side video. And it, number one, I don't think that it it did justice to the new scope. Um, and, and we're going to kind of get into some of that. And then it also just causes all these flame wars. I mean, everybody yeah. gets yeah. all upset. Everybody has an opinion. You read, yeah. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you read the comments and you don't know what to believe. And so... It makes it uh, worse.
1: It absolutely makes it, it yes. worse. And, and I absolutely. think it leads to more questions, and we're going to get into it. But uh, every time I see these video comparisons on the internet... I cringe inside because I mean,
0: and then, I, then I, I get my popcorn and I go to the comments.
1: Yeah. I go to the comments, but you, <laughs> cause you just think about all the people that, you know, there are people out there buying thermal scopes that aren't as, they're not paying attention to this stuff every day, all day, like we are. Sure. And if you're listening to this show, you're probably one of those people like us that are into it. And all day, every day, you're looking at social media stuff. You're, you're in the, what we call in the community. Well, there's a lot of people outside the community that are buying scopes. They go to one forum or one section on Facebook or something. And they say one video, they don't know the industry to know what to look for, or if there's bias, creator bias, or if there's, you know, what is the motive behind the video? Or are these scopes that should be compared to each other. And they're making a decision based on something they saw that really uh, shouldn't be done. So uh, there's a lot yeah. to consider when you, when you see stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly right. And, you know, Hans said, you know, if you're watching this, you're, you know, you're probably into it. Maybe you're not. Maybe you surfed on here and you just found this, but you're at least trying to do your research. And, you know, I always say, don't do your research in just one place. I mean, I, I mean, you know, look around online. I mean, watch multiple videos. Do you, you may get differing opinions? And I mm-hmm. some, some people are like, I get more confused. OK, yeah. well, then eventually yeah. you're going to need to stop, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to get yourself wound up in a knot. stop find the dealer that you trust, whatever that source of information is and say, Hey, this guy right here, I think he knows what he's talking about. He seems trustworthy. He seems honest, Mm -hmm. seems experienced. I'm going to trust him because eventually you got to do that. You got to trust somebody. And, you know, so with that said, I want to talk about a little bit of kind of why we're saying these video comparisons are unfair. i want to just lay a few things out. So, I'm going to give an example of uh, an optic that, that I'm not even going to name the optic. This was something that happened over a year ago with uh, a video. I don't know how long ago it was. It was, it was a video that, that uh, Hans and I put out uh, of again, one model model, you know, model one versus model two side by side. And we weren't trying to do anything. We, we, to be honest with you, we actually said we made the point not trying to sell more,
1: you know, yeah. uh,
0: of the new model, saying we don't think there's that big of a difference.
1: Yeah, and we were doing the it, we were so, doing so the op we were opposite. Yeah, we were doing the opposite, and we were, yeah, we had two, and they were, and the these were optics that should have been compared to each other. I mean, naturally comparable. Yeah, and we were saying hey, the older model, unless you feel like you need the new model or you're just itching to buy something, there's not a huge difference in the new model yeah. and the old model. And, man, it, we, you know, people it, are like... It caused a firestorm. People were I mean, upset. And we and we're we were, like, I guess more on the side of the consumer, uh, you know, protecting the the consumer's investment yeah. and stuff. But,
0: yeah. Everybody was upset. Right. I mean, we had guys who... Didn't know neither one of them, and 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 the comments are, and I'm getting emails about this. Yeah, clearly the new bottle is better. Clearly the old model is better, and and yeah. they're trying to get to us by the And I'm looking at it and going, I'm studying this. Yeah. I really don't see a big difference. I could make a case for the new model being a little better, you know, but not wildly better. And it's just everybody has an opinion, right? And it it doesn't do anybody any good when I mean like these videos I mean like it's, I'm not saying everybody's opinion it was just a mess it was. and it's just an example of we did every single we got accused of uh, intentionally you know making the new model not look as good as the old but like wow we're selling them I yeah mean, we would want to sell we we, do w- that? we we want, want the
1: new we want the new model to yeah. look so great that there's yeah. no yeah, you, know, uh, you you couldn't say that there's not a difference. You know, we right. want it, but, but that's but not the there, way it turned there out. Wasn't? Yeah, yeah there wasn't. Not the
0: way it turned out, and and so with with Hans's, you know, so I want to I want to take that step. People we did everything. People we thought could we were bashing
1: be. the manufacturers, what happened? You know? They did. Yeah. That's right, and we weren't. No.
0: Um, so yeah, that's exactly right. So a lot of people were. Uh, and the manufacturer wasn't upset because no. they know us well, no. but the, a lot of people were saying y'all are doing this trying to make the manufacturer look bad. Their new scope or their new uh, their new model's not any better. What are you talking about? Yeah. And so with that, that was a truly we did every single thing we could mm-hmm. to just show it what it was, and that's that's it didn't, that didn't go ever well. Now, the second thing you can run into is sometimes these video comparisons aren't fair uh or, or you know there's the, really it's not good because one scope might actually look a lot better through I'd say almost every scope almost every scope looks better through the eyepiece than it looks on video okay now there's some exceptions there's a couple scopes on the market uh uh, by a notorious brand that sometimes actually look better on video than they do through the eyepiece, which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but but that, that can be a problem. And then you can have the issue of um, maybe they both look really good on video But one scope, you know, the video of one scope just looks a little bit better, a little truer than the other. So it's very hard. And I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret that nobody wants to talk about. And that is we could take two identical optics and pull them out of the box, put them side by side, record a video off of both of them, put them side by side, and they might not look identical. I mean, they could, and they're going to look very similar, but there is, these are just... There's a lot going on here. Uh, These are electronics. Yes, we think everything is identical across the board every time, but there is sensors. There's lenses. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things going on. Something, there could be a variation uh, that's something, you know, we as users can't see, but it just doesn't record quite as well. So. You got to be very careful. And then the third one, the the third option here is when it gets really bad. Is when there's some, you know, nefarious uh, bias, intentional, some things that are done where you're trying to make one optic look worse than the other. And that is very, very easy to do. There's no question you can hand me a $9,000 scope and a $3,000 scope and I can make that $3,000 scope look better. I mean, it isn't hard. I mean, you, you can, you can do it in five minutes and, and I'm going to let Hans, I think he's got an example of that. I'm going to let him talk about that in just a second. But, um, you know, I also want to say before I forget this, I was going to bring this up later, but something that is also a mistake. I was thinking about this when we're talking about comparing, you know, two similar optics is when you're doing these, these comparisons and you want to be fair about it, you want both optics to look as close to the same as you can, meaning the brightness, the Mm -hmm. contrast. I Mm -hmm. don't want, you know, one to look totally different. It's just, it's really not fair. One's a lot sharper than the other. So you want them to be, you know, in focus and all those things. But there's also uh, some confusion and this goes back to every optic being a little bit mm-hmm. different. Yep. So I have seen where someone will say, This video is unfair because you have this and, and let's let's say that you're comparing this, you know, same manufacturer two different models, mm-hmm. or you know, an upgraded version. They'll say, well, you got the brightness on ten, the contrast on twelve. On this one, over here you got the brightness on eight and the contrast on eleven. Mm. Well that's not fair. Well, here's the thing. That could be right. that could be intentional or it could be accidental and they didn't know well enough. But also as crazy as this sounds when people will ask me all the time hey what do you run this scope on you run this you know contrast and brightness go so it doesn't matter what I run it on right because everyone can be a little bit different I can take two identical scopes out of the box put the brightness and the contrast the same look through them they could look the same or they could look a little bit different right. so you've got to also try if you're trying to do these comparisons even if it's just for you you and your buddy out in the field, you know, yes, I would start with your settings the same, you know, that's a good, yeah, that's, that's the baseline. But if you look through it and they look really different, then you need to start manually playing with them. Right. But anyway, going back, Hans, I want you to, you know, kind of bring this, this issue up that we saw a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I remember watching a video on YouTube, uh, from, uh, from a, a are guy- you going to say
0: the brand before you say it?
1: Yeah, it was. Well, I have to because it was an ATN okay. pro staff member who's okay. got a a fairly large following on YouTube, um, and I something popped up on my YouTube feed that said, "Hey, there's a video comparing." I forgot which scope it was two years ago. The ATN something, something Thor whatever versus the brand new Pulsar Thermion, you know. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna check this out." And, man. <laughs> I, I, it, the video really upset me and it, and it, I thought he, he, the video was good. I thought he did a good job producing the video, but it was really, it, when we talk about creator bias, um, you, you have to look at, first of all, this is an ATM pro staff person or whoever. I mean, think about any video comparison. If, if,
0: if Ford if, is if Ford is reviewing a Chevrolet, right. What do you think you're going to see? Even on you yeah, know, or vice versa.
1: Even on social media or on uh, uh, the internet, if you see somebody putting up video comparisons, well, that means they have two thermal scopes at one time. Most people don't have two thermal scopes, so either they are a dealer, they work with a dealer, they they're a pro staff with a manufacturer, they're creating this content to help typically sell scopes. Um, there are some cases where guys got two different scopes that are similar and they want to just put it up to see what it looks like and genuinely doing it just to, to help people out. But most of the time there's some motive behind it. Uh, so I did, you know, I saw the, I looked at the video that the ATM pro staffer made, uh, you know, it, it, to me and to a lot of people in the comments section, uh, th- th- he had the scopes manipulated in a way where the, he obviously made the Pulsar, uh, scope look really bad. Uh, he, he, you could tell this, he didn't refresh the screen, didn't re-nuke the screen. It was, the contrast was bad. It didn't look like it was focused. Didn't look like the bright, it just looked like everything terrible on, uh, to make it look bad. And in, in the AT in the, in the video, he made this ATN scope look better than the um than the pulsar scope, well, his argument was, well, hey, look at this a t n scope it's so much less expensive, and the picture qualities you know in my opinion and the what mm-hmm. what he tested and what he said in his opinion the a t n scope was a better buy. I would tell you, he got lit up in the comments <laughs> because it, was, it got shared all everywhere, over the yeah. I mean it was. It, it it was not good for his credibility. Uh, uh, it just it sh- it just shined a, a spotlight on the fact that he was an ATM pro staff putting out a video comparison against a competitor, and right. it it didn't it didn't end well uh, in for for him in the comments. And you know, like you said, get your popcorn and sit there and just enjoy all the read material. But you've got to look at that kind of stuff, you know, of of, of why. And think of yourself, why is this person putting out this video? You know, what yeah, What purpose and- does it serve them, you know, and us too? You know, we we put out videos, we put out content, uh, not just because we love to do it. We're in the business this- you know, with outdoor legacy to sell scopes. Uh, we do it to help people make sure. decisions. And so we're not naive to the fact of, of why people are doing it, but really be cautious whenever you see that type of stuff and, and understand like so many of you already do. I know we don't have to tell our listeners this because our listeners are the first ones that'll go call somebody out on, on social media because of doing something wrong like this, but you really got to, question why these videos are being put out. These side-by-side comparisons videos are being put out.
0: Right. And another issue that I've seen over the years is when an end user with no intentional bias at all. I mean, I say bias or motive, I should say no intentional motive to make anything look bad. He'll put two videos out side by side and, uh, He'll compare two totally different scopes. I've seen this several times. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had a a really nice thirty five hundred dollars scope, and he bought him a new fifty five hundred dollars scope, six thousand right. dollars scope. Man, I'm going to go show the difference. Well, <laughs> why? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not really it's it's not fair. Right. And, and then you get then uh, you get all of this confirmation bias from you know, comments and users that they want to believe that their optic is the best. So the guy who owns this five or $6,000 scope, all those people go, yeah, see how much better it is than all the guys that own that $3,000 scope go, oh my gosh, why in the world would anybody pay twice as much for that? Cause I look at the, so it just gets to be a big mess. And, you know, I think what it all boils down to is You've got to trust where this information, where these videos are coming from. Because again, even with the best intentions, it can still be misleading. Hans and I have never done anything to intentionally mislead anybody in these videos. Like we said, the one that we had a firestorm about was us actually saying the new optic wasn't that much better, maybe just a little bit, you know? And uh, I, so, you know,
1: uh, we're really cautious and I didn't mean to interrupt you. You and I are really cautious about doing this stuff now, just because again, um, it never ends up well or never ends well. And, and it really doesn't add anything to the conversation as far as which optics are better, you know, being compared on mm-hmm. video. Uh, if anything, I, in a lot of cases it makes the situation worse and more confusing.
0: Yeah. And, and I would say this too, I mean, this is a little bit of a different subject, but I would say we can even apply this with just taking the video out of it, but Mm -hmm. just starting to compare two different optics from two different manufacturers and say, which one's better. We've done that on this show back two, three years ago, we were doing some of that. And, and the issue you get into is, is, it's just like I said, when the guy that the end user who just compares his old scope and his new scope with Mm -hmm. no ill intentions you got you just start this war and you start this Ford Chevy Dodge oh, debate yeah. and it's people are you know everybody sees what they want to see and mm-hmm. people are upset yeah but what, and so even with the best intentions it just kind of turns into a mess so right. here's i guess my moral of the story on this um i would say you know look at these videos that's perfectly fine if they're out there uh, be, be wary. If you don't know, if you haven't had your hands on these, these optics, look at them and say, I don't know. It looks like this to me. Let me do some more research. And, you know, uh, again, I would advise, obviously, as we've said, you know, we're always going to, you know, say we'd love Hans and I would be honored to have your business. We would love for you to give us a call at Outdoor Legacy when you're ready to make that purchase and need that, you know, that i like to say a final help on what to choose but you may well say i don't even know where to start and haven't mm-hmm. watched the video and that's yeah. fine you can call us then too we're, we're perfectly glad to help you there but we would love for you to call us but if you don't call us Find another yeah. good, independent, full-time night vision and thermal dealer that represents all these brands and uses them side by side that knows what is going to work, you know, and what is not and, and what these look like. That's a big, big mm-hmm. deal. There's a lot of people that have seen a lot of individual scopes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there you, a guy may have seen 10 different thermal scopes. That's a lot. Might have seen 15, but that's not 30 or 40 different thermal scopes. Right. And he hasn't put them all side by side mm-hmm. in the best conditions, and the worst conditions, and seen how they work. So, what I would say is when you get to that point that you're like, I really don't know if I need this one or this one, or again, I don't know where to start, call that dealer that you trust and say, Here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And which scopes do I need now? And you get this number down and maybe you make that call and you say, I'm hung between these two and I've watched a video and this looks like that. And this, what do you think? What do you? well, sometimes, and, and this is going to sound really weird to people. And this is going to sound odd, but image quality is not the sole reason to make the purchase of a scope. Even if the price is exactly the same, now you're going, what? Why would I ever choose an optic with a, a, a worse image quality? And here's a reason. A reason is you're focused on an important thing, mm-hmm. but you've put all of your focus there. I had a guy today on the phone that was trying to uh, get me to compare a two power scope and a four power scope. Mm-hmm. And he, he, it was all about the image quality. That's all. And I kept trying to explain, listen, you're comparing a half ton and a one ton. Right. You you can't, you 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 you're, you got two different, they're good for two different things. He wouldn't have it. Yeah. it all he wanted to know, which had, which had the best image quality. And I kept saying, well, you got to tell me how you're going to hunt. Well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. This one has the best image quality. So he goes, okay, that's what I'm going to buy. So then he starts talking about how he's going to hunt. And as you would imagine, it was exactly the wrong scope. And so I'm just making the point that there's more to it sometimes than that. You you need to get a scope that, yeah, a really good image quality, but it needs to be the right magnification. It needs to have the features that you want. It needs to, you know, it it needs to, maybe you got a bolt action rifle and this scope's not going to mount easily on your bolt. You know, there's just a lot of factors that play into it. So anyway... Uh, I'll let Hans have the last word. All I'm going to say is be wary, uh, just, just watch. And at the end of the day, you need to, you need to see, you know, make sure if you can see any bias or why there would be, and then find somebody you trust uh, to really, you know, get on the phone with and and figure out what is right for you and your situation.
1: Yeah. Take it all with a grain of salt, but, um, wanting to know the differences and kind of the side by side, uh, comparison of two scopes is you know, normal when you're buying, you kind of sure. want to know how they line up yeah. spec wise and all that. Uh, but along with seeing some of the videos, um, make sure you talk to somebody, a dealer uh, that has experience with this, that that's used these optics, uh, uh you know, a bunch and, and not just those optics, but a lot of a wide variety, variety of different that yeah. you don't, that you may not even know existed. So, uh, but stuff you see on the internet, the social media stuff, um, uh, be, be very cautious of it. I would not let a video side-by-side comparison be my final, uh, no. buying signal to, to go out and purchase an optic. I'd, I'd discuss that with somebody else, but, um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think we're just going to r- okay. wrap that one up. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> so, so, uh, I just want to say, and I've already, you know, shamelessly plugged two or three times, but if you are looking for a thermal or night vision scope, and maybe you know exactly what you want. Maybe you have no clue what you want. Maybe you've watched a video and you're down between these two, whatever. Uh, give Hans and I a call at Outdoor Legacy. It's 877 350 1818. The website is Outdoor Legacy Gear, G E A R, Outdoor Legacy uh, Go there, check us out. Uh, Hans and I would be honored to have your business. And, uh, it is what makes this show go on. Now mm-hmm. I do want to talk about, uh, something important. I'm going to let Hans tell this story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, something, something scary that happened yeah. late at night. Boogeyman yeah. jumped out behind a tree yeah. while he was hog hunting, but no, I, uh, I do. I, I want Hans to, to share this. It's a, it, it gives me chills. him telling this story, uh, kind of a, a very scary situation mm-hmm. and, uh, something that could, you know, happen to any of us. So yeah, puns, take it away. Yeah.
1: You, you were really the one that kind of suggested that I tell the story. I, I, had, I was, I, I thought really it was had, important, but yeah. yeah, I really had no attention on doing it. It's been, a, it's been kind of a whirlwind for me uh, as far and I'll get into the story, but it's kind of funny. Cause I, I, I talked to a guy, a fan of the show and, and uh he was asking about scopes but he was like hey are you the one that found the cross on his land you know that's how he knew uh, <laughs> that's the, how he knew yeah, me. The, the grave from all, yeah. <laughs> from all the shows that we've done was me finding the cross out in the middle of nowhere on a on a piece of land that, that our family owns and yeah, and uh, and me actually digging it up so if you want to check out there is uh, a video out there of me digging up a a, 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 grave. Grape. Yeah, a grape. Uh, that's, this is and, really and, confusing and hint, a lot of hint, people.
0: Everybody, we won't give it away here, but it was not a human
1: grape. It was grape. not a human grape, but it was a grape. Uh, nonetheless, a grave. so um, like I said, today is, well, this is around the middle of August uh, when this video is released. So on the evening of Friday, July 30th, uh, on into the morning, early morning of July 31st, I was... I was hunting a piece of property by myself, um, a piece of property that I hunt all the time. It's a mile away from my house. It's a, a road that I'm on just about every day. Uh, it's uh, our family. We all live really close. Uh, you know, my, my in-laws live very close. Um, my, my brother-in-law lives a couple miles from us. So we all live, you know, in the same little area. So I was hunting a piece of property uh, that was in between my house and my brother-in-law's house. Um, pulled out the gate normal night, uh, you know, pulled my truck out. My truck was pulling a trailer, which I have my Kawasaki mule behind it and went on down the road, stopped at a stop sign. And, uh, I was, st- I remember being stopped at the stop sign. It was a two way stop. So me and, uh, the, the county road that was coming, you know, directly at me also had a stop sign. And then there's a farm to market road, uh, which didn't have a stop sign. So I saw a car looking down there, you know, or coming. So I I was watching them. I did see a car coming at me, a truck coming at me with headlights, but he had the stop sign. So I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to him. And as I was about to start turning, um, because I was going to make the left-hand turn, I got hit. Uh, I got, uh, front impact, you know, head on collision. Head on. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you it, I didn't really see it coming because like I said I was watching the car coming to me that didn't have a stop sign on the left. All I remember is just this huge impact and me just kind of getting thrown tossed around the cab of my truck and hitting my head on the on the ceiling of the truck and you know being stunned for I don't know how long I was stunned. I don't know how long it took me to get out of my truck. Um, obviously my my truck wasn't going anywhere. I remember, I remember opening the door. It was hard to open the door on my truck, but I remember getting out and then looking behind me and the guy that hit me, actually his truck flipped. So he had a a very tall lifted truck when he hit me, you know, head on his truck. My truck was almost like a ramp for his truck and, and his truck flipped. and was completely on its side. Now we're in a very rural area, Uh, there was some uh, witnesses, three witnesses that stopped to, to call 911. But the paramedics, they got there as quick as they could, but it was 10 or 15 minutes before they got there. Um, We had to find a way to uh, pull this guy out of the truck. And we ended up pulling him out of the roof where there was a sunroof. I pulled him out and, and he was okay. Luckily, him and I uh, did not have a scratch or a bruise on us, um, and one big t- detail about the story is um, he was drunk driving. So I did. I got hit head on. Um, he was probably going. The speed limit was 55 miles an hour. I assume he was going that that speed, but um, he was he was drunk driving. the The bar had just let out. Um, I was sitting still at a stop sign, and the next thing I know you know, we're both just stunned, you know, and, and trying to figure out a way to get him out of his truck, pull him out of his truck and, you know, ask him how, if he's okay and where he was headed. And, and he was pretty sh- in shock, uh, by the whole thing. And, uh, you know, uh, in, um, inebriated, <laughs> uh, so you know, to, not to say the least, but, uh, I will say, um, a listener of this show, uh, a gentleman, and I'm going to say his name, uh, Officer Hemphill. Um He listens to this show, and he was the first police officer on the scene. <laughs> and believe it or not, <laughs> uh, he he ran up, made sure everybody was, it was everybody was okay, and just a great young guy, real young guy. But we live in a small town. But he said, "I know you. You're Hans." East Texas, I bought my Pulsar Thermion XP-50 because of you. And so it was kind of cool that him and I sat there and waited for the troopers, the state troopers to get there. Um, but we sat there and talked about hog hunting and scopes, and, and he was a great guy and really thankful for him. He It was outside the city limits, so not really even in his jurisdiction, but he came out there to help before the, the state troopers could get there, and the troopers were, were awesome too. But I, I'm going to say – Um, a week ago, I probably could not have told this story of being, uh, hit by a drunk driver because, um, less than 24 hours later, uh, I was on the way to Florida with my family to Disney world. And, um, I remember Jason, I remember I called you Saturday Saturday morning, morning. Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'd only gotten an hour or two sleep. I couldn't sleep hardly at all called you to kind of, and I remember struggling to describe what happened. I, I was still in shock of what happened. That I, th- I felt like I really couldn't even tell the story of of what happened. And when I got home that night, um, the, the wreck happened right after midnight on Saturday morning. Uh, I got home about two o'clock in the morning and My wife, my, my brother-in-law, I did, I told my, I called my wife, told her what was going on, but I did not tell her the full details other than I got in a wreck and I'm okay. And her brother's on the way to get me. So she was concerned, but not, she didn't know the extent of what happened. So my brother-in-law came and got me and, and took me home. Um. When I walked through the door at two o'clock in the morning, obviously, and sat down and told my wife the story, she was very emotional, imagine, you know, because of what happened. But I remember thinking, Jason, um, when I walked through the door and I first saw my wife, Crystal, um, I wondered for a while. Am am I dead? Is this an after death subconscious <laughs> <Right>. experience? <laughs> yeah. You know, All right. that's, mm-hmm. and I, I remember thinking right after the wreck, am, am I dead? Am I, I mean, cause this, <laughs> this wreck was, was so bad. Um, our, our vehicles were, were totaled and his was on its side, you know, a big, huge truck that rolled over and flipped on its side. Uh, it, it was hard for me to believe that I walked away from it without a scratch, you know, and, uh, without any long-term issues, you know, and then it could have very, it could have ended very differently, differently for me. And I, I just remember thinking the whole time, am, am, I really alive? You know, am I, when I'm seeing my wife, you know, come through the door and I'm coming through the door is, is this for real? Or is this me just like before I hopefully go to heaven or whatever that I have my last <laughs> chance to say goodbye or something, you know, it, for all of you out there that have been in these types of wrecks, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's probably difficult to understand for some people um, when you are in a situation where things could have ended very differently. You think about guys and, and women and men that have gone to war, and they've experienced things a lot worse than I experienced. Near death and death and, and injury uh, and tragedy, um, and they, they come back with you know, PTSD. And, uh, uh, I'm not saying that, that I had that, or I have that. I, I am, I'm very well, I think getting over it mentally as far as what happened, but man, God was with me. Um, there's no doubt. Uh, God was with yep. both of us in that situation and for, for both of us to be okay. And, and all we're having to deal with is insurance and getting that taken care of. We're both very lucky. And, you know, I feel bad for what happened to the guy. Um uh, the situation with him, the legal trouble uh that that's going to cause, the burden. A lot of people are like, "Well, man, you shouldn't care about that." Well, I do. You know, I I don't like it that things are ending the way they are for him um with what he's going to have to deal with. But uh it f- probably turned out the best way it could for him because if something sure. if I would have been killed I know that he would be facing a lot worse uh, penalties than he is right now. You know, and uh, so. And
0: it ended in that he didn't get hurt, you didn't get hurt, and as bad as you don't want something to be happened to him. Hopefully this will be his lesson. I mean, you got to hope and pray that yeah, this is yeah. his, this is his strike one and there's no more strikes. I mean, yeah. this is it. He learned a, a, a hard lesson, but yep. hopefully that this is, it never happens again,
1: you know? So all of you hog and coyote hunters out there, um, that are riding around at all hours of the night, you know, uh, uh, people always say that, um, you know, there's only one type of people that's driving county back roads at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> they've usually been at the bar. Well, I mean, there's kind of some truth to that, you know. So um, be careful out there, y'all. Um, you know, make sure that you uh, drive defensively. Make sure you pay attention. Make sure, you know, in my situation, couldn't really done anything different. Really, I wasn't moving at all. I was sitting still when I got hit. Uh, but I, you know, I don't want anybody to have to go through, uh, go through that. I I don't want any of our listeners to get in a situation where they, uh, get hurt or badly injured or, or, or anything like that. But anyway, it's, it, it's been a very, uh, difficult week. Uh, well, I will say this, um, we went to Disney world for a week after that and had a fantastic time other than me coming back with a cold. Uh, but it really made me appreciate even more than I already did my, my family, my wife, my, the fact that I I have kids to share great experiences with, um, to see a lot more silver linings and clouds and not, uh, you know, be upset about small things and, um, really just thankful to be here and thankful to do another episode and do another show and, and still go out and be able to hunt. So, um, it, there's, it's a yeah. lot, it, it, it's, it was a scary deal and it's a lot to process, but, uh, uh, every day is well, getting better.
0: I'm, I'm glad you told the story. You know, it, it's, it is a scary story. I mean, anytime anybody has any kind of wreck that's serious, I mean, obviously it's, it, it is scary and it leaves you shaking up. But when you took a head on collision from mm. a drunk driver that, you know, obviously could have instantly killed you and uh or at least, you know, it could have, could have hurt you really, really bad. All these things could happen and, you know, you walk away. Uh, I think that is is definitely, you know, not much short of, of a miracle and definitely that you know, the Lord looking out for you and I'm thankful yeah, for that as well. And
1: I, I've had <laughs> I've I've had some trials and tribulations. I'm wondering who I pissed off <laughs> because you know uh many of you know that uh, it's been about five years ago, maybe more, when I was out cutting on a tractor with a brush hog and got stung by bumblebees a hundred times uh, doing that. And people are like, how did you not die? And I'm like, I don't know. And then just all these little things that have happened, my the eye issues that I've had to have done and the pain of the procedures with my eyes. My, I got bit by a brown oh. recluse spider not that long ago, which was just dreadful. This you guy know, is just... Came the- back from SHOT <laughs> Show with COVID, before COVID was COVID. <laughs> before suffered, COVID was cool. Yeah, before, yeah, and suffered through that. I mean, I just had so many things, but man, I'm just, I don't know. I just kind of shake it off. I'm like, huh, that's kind of weird. That's a bad luck or whatever. But no, that I've actually had really, really good luck because I've... I feel like I've cheated, death several times now, uh, yeah. you know, it
0: makes me nervous. I said, I I'm going to go take a life insurance. Policy that was the first
1: thing Jason to said to me. was like, I think I <laughs> need was. to take out a life insurance policy on you. Uh, yeah, I said I, a,
0: a big life insurance policy. Yeah. I said, uh, the late night vision show and outdoor legacy, we need you too much. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be calling my uh, insurance agency and what it's going to take to get a policy on Hans. But I want
1: to, <laughs> I want to end this uh, in in some good news for the show, and that being, and Jason, you don't know this because you don't really pay attention to this kind of stuff. Uh, on YouTube, we I have by
0: no the, idea where this is going. By
1: the end of this month, on YouTube, we will have reached one million views. On our, really, on podcast. yes, sir. So, I had no clue. That's a great. If you'd asked
0: me, I'd have said a hundred thousand. I know
1: it's <laughs> wow. It's, it's a to me, a fantastic. We've had one million views on our podcast uh, on YouTube, just on mm-hmm. YouTube. You know, that doesn't take into account yeah. iTunes and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, man, that's, that's a lot. it's a good deal. That's, that's a, cool. That feels like a really, really cool milestone to cross, cross over.
0: Wow. I had no, no idea. That's a, that is an awesome milestone. Well, well folks, you know um, I'll say this and I'll, I'll wrap this up. You know, we are thankful that, that Hans is okay and that he, we walked away from that. Uh, It, it really is. And so I guess if there's the moral of the story and you know uh, it's number one, don't drink and drive, you know, number two, be very careful when you're out there late at night because somebody else might be drinking and driving and, uh, you know, be thankful for every day because none of us are promised tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I think that is, is you know, uh, a, a takeaway for, for all of us because, you know, none of us are, are guaranteed tomorrow and it mm-hmm. can end very quickly. So very thankful that Hans is okay. Um, you know, on the brighter note of those million views, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, viewers, for that. Uh, again, that's that's not our podcast listeners that just listen to the show uh, audio. We do appreciate y'all as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would not be here doing this show this week without y'all, uh, w- without those of you who tune in every week, without those of you who actually choose to do business with us and support this show uh, via Outdoor Legacy and let Hans and I uh, do what we do. Uh, so we just greatly greatly appreciate y'all and we hope that y'all will keep tuning in and uh if if hans doesn't do something else crazy maybe we'll be here for two million views i don't know but yeah we'll we'll see can't
1: promise anything uh, can't
0: promise anything that's true well we really do appreciate y'all tuning in and listening uh, we uh, will hopefully <laughs> good Lord willing be back next week with another great episode. Uh, if you're looking for night vision and thermal outdoorlegacygear.com, legacy 877-350-1818. Uh, if you're looking for review videos, if you want to see, uh, you know, Uh, a bunch of scope reviews with video uh, out of those scopes, maybe not always comparing to two scopes, but at least Mm -hmm. one of them Uh, go over to Hans's channel, uh, H A N S E T X on YouTube. You can also find him on Instagram. He posts videos and uh, pictures and stuff there as well. Uh, if you like guns and you like scopes and you like seeing pictures of dead animals, <laughs> uh, you'll definitely like his Instagram page. If you don't like any of those things, then do not click there. Don't, that is not don't what click on want. it.
1: Don't report me. Don't click there.
0: <laughs> no, don't report him. But, uh And you've already found the Late Night Vision Show, but you can go to thelatenightvisionshow.com and find all the past episodes and uh, other info there. So go check that out.
1: Yep. This has been uh, another episode of the Late Night Vision Show. Your place, your one-stop shop for all things night vision and thermal optics-related, hog and predator, coyote hunting. Uh, We appreciate it. We will be speaking with you all soon. Stay safe in the fields, and keep making them bacon pancakes.